0: Hi, this is Dr. Liz with Hypnotize Me podcast, and I just want to make a note here at the beginning that I actually made this into a two-part series because I recorded the first part on different selves, and there were so many questions that when reviewing it with a friend that I actually went ahead and made a second part so that's coming next week okay in this one we talk more about how do our different cells function and some about dissociation but not really about dissociative disorders so much and in part two I talk about that more so thought I would give you a heads up on that let's get started This is Dr. Liz with Hypnotize Me podcast. I'm so happy to be here today. And I just got back from a weekend workshop from the Florida Society of Clinical Hypnosis. They have about two workshops a year. And um, this one is in Cocoa Beach. It was the fall one. And I love these workshops. Oh my gosh. I, I go to like pretty much everyone because I'm on the board and the secretary on the board. But I love them anyway. Like I actually went up, I wasn't even quite sure what the presenter who the presenter was or what the topic was, but I get used to like seeing my colleagues and seeing my mentor and all the people on the board and you become friends over the years with these people and find out about their lives and that's always a wonderful part of the workshop. But it turned out that this workshop was fantastic. Like fantastic. Okay. The presenter was Wendy Limkey. She's up in Minnesota and she was so engaging and fun and made us laugh a lot and you know that's not always the case with presenters. Sometimes I have to sort of work to stay awake and I have different techniques that I do for that. I often draw and use art to do that, but I didn't have to use any of these with her. She was so lovely. So I was really happy about that. And then the topic was absolutely fascinating. So the topic was ego state therapy. Now I'm going to translate that for you. Okay. (laughs) Because like, what is ego state? Yep. I hear you. So ego state, just means these different parts of ourselves. So we all have different parts of ourselves, right? We do. We have the mom self or the dad self. And we have, let's say, the self that coaches little league. And we have the professional self, the one that goes to work. And we have the, um, maybe if you like to cook, you have the chef self and the foodie self, or you have the artist self that sings or draws or plays an instrument. You have the really social self, right? We, we usually have that one. And we also have sexual self. That one gets activated sometimes. Wife, husband. So we have all these different parts of ourselves. And normally they go along and they function really well, right? We, we, do, we just sort of move through them throughout our day. But sometimes they don't function so well. So there's a couple of cases of this. One is a really extreme case, and the presenter is an expert on this one, so I learned a lot about it this weekend, which is called DID, dissociative identity disorder. In the past, this was called multiple personality disorder. So, you know, going way back, it's it's that name, but now they call it dissociative identity disorder. And When it becomes a disorder, is when there's amnesia between the different parts of self that operate. So sometimes people will like be at work and then all of a sudden they'll find themselves somewhere else and they have no idea how they got there. This is not like, oh, I got in my car and I drove along and I was just sort of daydreaming and here I am at home. It's not that. Okay. It is really like this whole amnesia between the two. And I'm not going to focus a lot right here on the criteria of dissociative identity disorder, but I I am going to say it's, it's pretty rare. And there's a whole range of this too. So often people will have a very high functioning professional self, and then maybe this is happening in part of their personal life or something. So this is, this is not, you know, just homeless people trying to struggle and get by. Okay. This is often very high functioning people. And, um, same way of like borderline personality disorder. So I see borderlines in my practice, and there's a whole range of borderlines. Like, if you Google this on the internet, you're going to read all this like awful stuff, often written by loved ones of borderlines. Not to invalidate them, there are some struggles around that. But often you'll get a high functioning borderline who's a great mom and a great professional, and, and perhaps they struggle in their personal relationships and, and need support there. But they, they are not like, you know, out to get the world or self-harming all the time, all that thing. So again, just want to say right here, there's a whole range, okay, with both of these. But today, I'm mostly going to talk about more of like our normal, quote unquote, parts of ourselves that function as we go along throughout the day. And then what happens when one of those selves doesn't function as well, okay, or one of those selves needs some help, so, another way to think of this is, you know, when I, um, I have a couple of personal examples that I'm going to share here. So, when I, I was like very high achieving, had professional, and that was really the self I lived in, but I went to be a mother very badly. And at one point, you know, I decided I was going to stay home with my kids and I was going to be like the best mom ever. There's some air quotes here, right? We all (laughs) have these plans to be the best mom ever. And I was going to homeschool and breastfeed and cloth diaper and, you know, all this stuff that I felt would made me the best mom ever, quote unquote. And I did, I I left my professional career in tech and I stayed home with my kids And I did most of that, and I got severely depressed. Like, I had severe postpartum depression. And I'm now a specialist in prenatal and postpartum depression and anxiety. But at the time, I certainly wasn't. I wasn't even actually working in psychology, I was working in tech. So, what happened is I lost this whole sense of self from being a professional. Like that was a wonderful part of myself. I got tons of feedback from people. I got to talk to people. It it fed some of that social part of myself. And all of that good stuff happened. And then it disappeared when I stayed home with my kids. On top of that, it took a really long time for me to feel like I had a, a good mom self, quote unquote. So I was severely depressed, I didn't feel like a great mom most of the time, quite the opposite. And even for moms who do not get PMD, this takes years for them to develop often. We really feel like, oh, we're going to have the baby and we'll be a mom and everything will be great. And that hardly ever happens. There is a transition. There is growth. It takes you a while to get your feet under you. It takes you years sometimes to discover what kind of mom you are. Like, nope, I'm not the mom who loves to like sit down and play for hours with my kids. I'm really not. Like, I'm not even a baby person. Like, I absolutely love it when imagination sets in around two and a half, three. Oh my gosh. Like, awesome. They can talk, they can tell you their thoughts, you can pretend you're fairies, you know, you can convince them that magic is real. Like all this stuff that I absolutely loved as a mother, but I didn't know that for two and a half years until it actually happened. So this is a growth process for most moms. Like who is your mom's self, quote unquote? Is she playful? Is she spontaneous? Does she need structure? Is she more, is she better on a schedule? So it's not always about like what your kids need. You try to figure that out and you try to match it with your own personality there, like your own mom self there. Like, okay, my mom self likes this, this, and this. And my kids, my kid actually needs this, this, and this. So let's see how we can combine these two so that we're both happy. And I think that's a really important process. But To get back more to general, okay, so we have these different selves that function, and perhaps sometimes someone needs a boost in a self that's not functioning well, or sometimes they get stuck in a self. So this is sort of like um, the person who goes to work, and they never shift into home mode. Right? They come home and they're still in work mode and couples will come in and talk about this. Or let's say like you're having an argument and one of the spouses says, one of the partners says, oh, he's talking to me like I'm his daughter. OK, he's popped into dad mode, let's say, and maybe he's not even aware of it, but she's picking up on it. And she's saying, that's not cool. Like, I am an equal here. So that doesn't need to happen. So that's like a common example of what goes on in a marriage that can happen where someone is not really accessing the healthy self that they need to in that moment to relate to their partner or to relate to their kids or to be at home and not in work mode. And I think our culture of cell phones and computers and constant email has not helped with this at all. Right? Like It's not just all us, it is the culture we're living in, at least in the U.S. and many, many parts around the world where work has taken over. There is no shift to home, there is no, um, I'm at home now and I'm not at work, the, the lines are really blurry there and often I will encourage clients to make that shift, to set some of those limits as much as they can with their jobs. Like, nope, I will perhaps check email in like two hours, but right now I am with my kids and I'm having dinner and I'm with my wife or with my husband, those types of statements and limit settings. So how can hypnosis help with all of this? Okay, this isn't just me like jabbering along, although it really is, right? (laughs) So hypnosis can help with all of this by helping you access these different parts of yourself that need a little boost, right? That need to come out some and let's hear what they say. And when you're talking about dissociative identity disorder, hypnosis can be truly powerful and helpful because sometimes they can can help that person access selves that wouldn't normally be there and they can come out and talk, access selves that they don't always have awareness of. Okay, so that's one process. But even with a more general population, someone who doesn't necessarily have a disorder, quote-unquote, where they're coming in for depression or anxiety or something's not functioning well in their life and they're saying, help me here, we can talk to those selves. We can talk to that self and see what does that need. Hypnosis can actually help you access and move into that self more easily. So the example that's coming to mind is um, moms So often Lose their sexual self once they have a baby because there's so much a mom mode, right? Like I am in mommy mode and that's it. And that takes over their whole life. And that's not always okay with the partner. Like the partner's like, uh, yeah, no, have some needs here, (laughs) right? Like, let me, let's get to this. Um, and the mom truly has no desire to do that. And we're not talking about right after you have a baby. Like there's all kinds of hormonal stuff that goes on and biological stuff that goes on where, you know, you need to give all your energy to that baby. A lot of it is related to your period and the return of, of menstruation often will bring back some sexual hormones. That's often part of it as well. But we're talking about, you know, past those periods, when those periods have returned, can someone is having someone having difficulty accessing her sexual self? And does it feel odd to her now that she's a mother? So it's coming in and talking about that and and, and using hypnosis to have that self be more comfortable for the person. Like it's okay to have that sexual self be out and it's okay to be a mom, and it's okay to be an employee, and it's okay to, you know, whatever that is, right? All of these are okay parts of yourself. You don't need to be ashamed of them or struggle with them. So that's a little bit about how hypnosis can help that process, all right? So I'm gonna sign off here. Absolutely would love if you rate and review the podcast um, or recommend it to a friend, even better, right? But for now, have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Want free hypnosis files or to learn more about Dr. Liz, her books, products, and services? Head over to drlizhypnosis.com to get in on all the great resources. If you liked this episode, do Dr. Liz a favor and rate, review, and subscribe over at iTunes. Or better yet, tell a friend about the podcast so we can continue to grow our amazing audience. Lastly, be sure to send in your feedback to Liz at drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z at drlizhypnosis.com. We love to hear from you.